City, we are back, baby, and we got some, we got some big, 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 big news to talk about here tonight. I mean, obviously, we know the big news already happened with Dame being traded, but we got a little bit more spicy stuff after the fact. Um, so I got Fawad here with me tonight. Fawad, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, having a tiny little crisis at home, so hopefully nothing comes up in the middle of the episode. But uh, yeah, my roof is having some issues. Let's hope everything's okay. Yeah, so if you guys great. if you guys hear hammers, nails, Bob the Builder in the background, you know it's just Fawad fixing his roof. <laughs> so yeah, let's that, just life's good. Let's get into it. Let's just jump into it. So the trade that happened with Dame, obviously we know we got DeAndre Ayton, we got Drew Holiday, we got some picks. Um we all know that. We all know we sent off Nurk, we sent off uh Nasir Little, Keon Johnson. But we then turned around and sent off Drew Holiday, which, I mean, I think 99.9% of all of the, you know, Rip City fans knew that was going to happen. Um, some people, you know, suggested that we still keep him, but that didn't make sense. Um, and honestly, if you if you really think about it, I think we got a better return for Drew Holiday than we did for Dame, if we're being honest. But then again, Dame allowed us to get this return. So I guess when in the grand scheme of things, Dame still got us the best return. So. Um, for those of you that yeah. do not know, we sent Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics, which is a great, great move for them. Um, Milwaukee and Boston are going to be a fun, two fun teams to watch. Um, and Portland got Boston's 2029 first round pick, uh, Robert Williams, the third Malcolm Brogdon, and then the Golden State Warriors 2024 first round pick. So. Uh, did you see the 2929 Boston? Yes, 2029 okay. Boston first round pick. Yeah. So, first things first, Fawad. When the deal came out, what was your reaction? What's your thoughts? Let me know. The Drew one, right? Yes. I loved it instantly. I thought, you know, there were strong rumors that he was going to Boston or like Boston at least was interested in him. And I thought, you know, if that did happen, it would be like Brogdon, Horford, and maybe like one pick. I was not expecting uh, Robert Williams to be involved with that at all. I'm a big Robert Williams fan. He does have like major injury concerns, which you know hopefully they're not as bad with us. But when he is on the court, I love him. I think he's a great fit for any team out there. He's a great defender. He can, uh, you know, you know he he can kind of finish if you feed him, feed the ball to him. But like defensively, he's really really good. That year that uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2022, 2021, the year that Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, you know, he was the front runner for two thirds of the season or whatever it was, and then he got hurt, and then all of a sudden that narrative shifted to Smart for some reason. But like, you know, everything that Boston was doing defensively, I feel like he got he should have gotten the credit for it for it. He should have gotten the credit for it rather than uh rather than Smart. But you know, the point is he's I think one of the best defenders in the league. Um at least at the big man position. So I'm really excited that we have him, and I hope we keep him long-term. I think we 
I think they've said that we are planning on keeping him at least for the season. But mm-hmm. I really do hope that uh, we keep him long term. I'm sure he can get us a pick or two, but I think he's like he's really worth keeping around. Um, and then also we got two picks, which was more than I expected. Um, they're not like you know, t- they're not like Pistons picks or anything. But 2024 uh, Warriors probably gonna be like. Let's say mid twenties, maybe like early twenties, like twenty to twenty-two. I think that's solid. Twenty twenty-nine Boston, it could be anything. I personally, I think odds are that's not going to be a great pick, but I think you know, again, like a twenty to twenty-five. I think I'm very happy with that. Like two picks in that range, you can get a starter level, start starter level player for that, uh, for that pick. So I think, you know, very happy with that. Brogdon, um, apparently he has big uh, health concerns, and I'll get into this a little bit more later, but I. I you know when he plays, I think he's a good player. I think he, if he is healthy, he'll get us another pick as well. If we choose not to keep him, which I think is the case, but uh, you know, I I do hope he gets healthy because I'm sure Clippers or, or some other team out there, but definitely the Clippers would be interested. Someone's gonna give us a, a another first for that. So overall, very very happy with that uh, return. You know, I was talking, you know, I, I was talking about how how underwhelmed I was with. The Dame return, that's because I expected Drew to get maybe, like, maybe one late first and nothing else, or maybe like a decent player and no picks. So after seeing what Drew was actually worth, like I love the Dame return. I think it went better than I expected, for sure. And, uh, you know, my apologies to Joe Cronin. I didn't think he had this in him. Respects for one of the, one of the best trades I've seen in a while. Not just for Portland, but like in general. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Joe Cronin here in a second. Um... Obviously, I'm higher on Aiton than you are, so I felt like the trade just originally, even with Drew Holiday still being here, that it was still a good trade and that we got pretty, pretty good value for it. Um, but after you, you know, tie in everything you get for Drew Holiday, this trade is, I, I mean, I don't know if you could have done much better than what he did, like what Joe did. He did patience. He he talked about that, and we'll talk about his... uh press conference here in a little bit but he talked about patience being you know one of the biggest things and uh i mean that's that's exactly what he did i mean being patient not giving into the mil the, the miami drama and dame drama just being patient waiting for the best deal and and honestly dame i think has a better chance of winning a championship with milwaukee than he does miami so it may not be where he wants to be but he's got the best chance in milwaukee i feel like um but no, what what you said about Robert Williams spot on. Defensively, he is um I'm trying to think of other bigs that may be better. I mean, he's right up there with the best big men. Like he defensively is a beast. He can he's a when he is healthy and I agree with you 100%, that's the biggest question mark with him is his health. Um so for all those people that said Nurk was injury prone, uh we probably got a worse injury prone player than Nurk uh here. Um but when he is healthy, he is absolutely a beast. He can, you know, we're going to be an athletic team, so he fits right in with that. He can alley-oop. He, can, he plays above the rim. He's tough. He's hard-nosed. He, he, I think last year or the year before, I can't remember, he averaged two blocks a game. Like, I mean, he's just, yeah, granted, he's on a good team in Boston. Last year was 2.2. Mm-hmm. In granted, under 30 minutes. Yeah, granted, he's you know, playing for Boston, good team. But I mean, you two blocks a game is amazing. Um, you brought up Brogdon from the interviews 
uh, from the media interviews, they did say that they plan on keeping him, which to me is kind of strange, but I also can kind of see why. Um, that does not mean that once the trade deadline gets closer that we don't move him. Uh, injury concerns for him as well. He's, I think, got probably a worse history than anyone else that in this <laughs> in this whole trade. Um, but he's a good veteran player. He's going to come off the bench. Um, I mean, you do need veteran players on a young team. So we have Jeremy Grant. We have Brogdon. Um, that might be it. I mean, I guess Simons is probably considered a veteran. He's been there for five years now. But, I mean, you still look at him and he's, what, 24, 25? So he's still insanely young. But uh, you, you do need the veteran pet presence. Brogdon can do that. Um, like you mentioned, Golden State Warriors first-round pick, barring some crazy injury to Steph or, you know, something. I mean, they got uh, Steph. They still got Clay. I don't give a shit about Draymond Green. So they, they still got him, though. Um, there's It's like you said, it's probably going to be in the 20s. Uh, now some injury happens that could be a more worthwhile pick. Um, but my guess would be in the twenties somewhere. You, you had brought up Boston's first round pick as well in 2029. This one is less, uh, tasty as I would say to the Milwaukee's 2029 one only because Jason Tatum is still so young. So in five years, he's still going to be 30. So Boston's still probably going to be a pretty decent team. If Tatum is there. Jalen Brown's going to be there. You know, he's signed that massive extension. So they'll still be a pretty good team. So I agree that's probably going to be a later pick. But these are all picks that we could use in trades, you know, two, three years from now to try to get something better. Um, the more I think about it, the more I can't wait to see the Milwaukee pick and the swaps. I actually now, the more I think about it, I think the swaps are going to be worth more than we expected. I don't think I see Giannis being there around 28, 29, 30. I don't, I don't, they, they've lost all their assets to trade away to get better, to get younger. I don't think they're going to be where Giannis wants to be. You know, I'm, I, I actually still think those are not going to be very valuable um, because, you know, they did, like you said, they traded everything they have right now, mm-hmm. but that, that, First swap is what five years down the line. By then, they'll have restocked their assets. Dame will be, you know, on his way out, like the way Drew is right now. Maybe like two, three years left. He might just do the same thing again. Giannis will still be in his prime. He'll be like 32, 33. Um, you know, trade Dame. What they'll probably have like what all three three picks back by then. Trade those again. Get the next star who's you know available at the time. Like maybe Luca. I mean, or it's something. it's gonna so be it's, hard to train trade Dame. At 38 years old, or you know, however old it'll be in 2028. I think his contract expires in 2027 anyway, so they'll have okay, they'll have a year of flexibility, you know. I mean, you have to think the draft picks that they have right now that they haven't traded away, uh, these next couple years are probably going to be very late round picks, they're going to be late 20s, maybe you know, maybe the very last pick. So you're not necessarily you're going to have to hit in the draft to really have some good young players. As you get closer to 2029, I the more I sit there and think about it, the more I I get excited for them. Um, I'm not usually excited for pick swaps, but for some reason, the more I sit here and think about it, these pick swaps could be pretty big, and the 2029 for Milwaukee could be pretty big. Um, I mean, that's all just you know, just my gut feeling on it. It could very well be the exact opposite, but 
the more I think about it, the more excited I get for it. I'll see, um, and as long, as long as Giannis is there and healthy, I think you could put fourteen like guys off the street, and I think they probably still make the playoffs. <laughs> so I like that's just my opinion, but I think you know I think their front office has shown that they're committed to winning, and I think if they win another championship, then even if the team isn't great, I feel like Giannis would be willing to stick around. And I just well, think, you know, let me ask you I, this then: Giannis has, I mean, the Bucks are a good team; they have good players, right? Mm-hmm. With that being said, last year was a disappointment. They lose in the second round to the Heat. Um, last year was a disappointment, but they were the number one seed. No, I agree. Like, what, the thirtieth pick. But you had Giannis questioning if he was going to even stay there. Had they not made this trade, and if they would have had another disappointing season, I don't see him staying there. So in four years, if they're back to the same kind of in four years, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez are not going to be the players they are now. So you're going to have to replace them. Dame's going to be on the on the decline at, at that point. You're still going to have Giannis, who's still going to be a very good player. He may not want to be there anymore. But this is all hypothetical. We have no yeah, idea what's going to happen. Yeah. We, so, we don't know, but if I, was, if I was betting on it, I would think those picks are not going to be worth much at all. I, I, don't, I think those swaps are not going to convey, and I don't think that pick is going to be all that great either. That's just my, if I had to bet right now. Yeah. My thoughts are if he was willing to leave with the team he has now before Dame, then I don't I could see him being willing to leave with a team he has five years from now. That's not going to be as good, but I, it could still be good. Let me ask you one question real quick. Can we trade the swap rights to another team? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I want to. S- I know you I can don't see trade- why you can't. I think you can trade like the better of. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But we can trade the better of our pick and our the Yeah, pick that's that right. Way, I see know? what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. Or I worst, think you are right. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's an option too with all these trades. We have essentially five picks here that we can swap, trade, make trades with. Um, you know, if two, three years from now we're looking pretty competitive and we're just like a piece away, we now have all these assets that we can use to try to get a player to, you know, in a trade. Um, I still highly doubt we get free agents, but I mean, you know, I kind of doubted Joe Cronin on this one and he exceeded my expectations. So I'm not going to doubt him at this moment right now. Um, But yeah, just just to sum this up, this trade has been. I mean, if you if you listen to the radio, if you listen to as much as I don't like to listen to ESPN, if you listen to ESPN, you you like they are giving Portland props on what they did. Cronin did what was right for for us as the Blazers, and he did right by Dame by sending him to a team like Milwaukee because he very well could have sent him somewhere that was not Milwaukee or Miami, and it would have been much worse. Um, granted, I don't think a lot of teams would take him. You know, if they're if they're not competing, they probably don't want Dame. But um, so props to Cronin. He he pulled off a great great trade, two great trades. And it remains to be seen if Brogdon is on the move. I highly doubt that we move Williams at least this year. So I agree with you there. Um, and I hope we don't, If he, especially if he can stay healthy. Um, he's Him and Aiton are going to be fun. They may not be the best fit together, Aiton and Williams, at the same time. But, I mean, you can, at one point, if having, I know you're not big on Aiton, but having one of them on the floor at all times is, that's a positive, in my opinion. Um, and then we can't forget Tumani Kamara. I think that's how you say his name. I've I've been looking at it. I've been working on it. Um, he's just a young prospect. 
I heard some Suns fans call him too many cameras, and I thought that was too <laughs> He he's a young prospect. He he looked okay in in the summer league. He looked okay during the regular season. And nothing too crazy, nothing too special. But I mean, who knows? We'll see. Um, uh, and something something yeah, I saw crazy, and I I I just remembered this, and now I want to see if I can find it real quick. Robert Williams has like a crazy wingspan. He's like 6'10", but his wingspan is like 7'7", seven, seven or something like that. I'm Hang looking on. it up, and... I don't want to be wrong. Is seven five. So Yeah, like, so he's 6'10", he's got a wingspan of 7'5". That's, that's a pretty big wingspan. Um, you know, you have Sharp, who's 6', I think 6'5", technically, but they say 6'6", six, six, and he's got a 7-foot wingspan, so... We are definitely more athletic, so we are going to be seeing a lot more ball movement, a lot more slashing to the basket, cutting to the basket, a lot of a lot of alley oops, a lot of dunks. It's going to be exciting. I don't want to get expectations up too high with me. A lot of people think that we're going to be, you know, a, a six, seven, eight seed. I until I see how everyone plays together, um, I can't get any more excited than potentially a playing team. Um, and probably a lower playing team. And that's best case scenario in my opinion. But um, I mean, we definitely have some good pieces. Definitely do. What's what's your, do you have expectations yet? Or are you still waiting to see? Um, expectations is a tough word. I can see as, yeah, you know, best case scenario, I can see us as a, the nine ten seed, you know, I like I like our roster. Best case mm-hmm. scenario, I can see it happen for sure. Uh, our starting lineup is very solid. I don't know who's gonna start at the three. If maybe it's Grant, maybe it's someone else. But I think we have you know six seven guys who are I think going to be able to contribute, especially if they've making uh, for the young guys if they've making that like a a jump. I can see that happening. I can also see us being like a. You know, a 13 seed, not not great, but showing uh, showing good signs for a young team is how I would put it. I think, it, you know, uh, I saw a post on Rip City today, like, will be fun, but not good. I can see that happening for sure. You know, we could be a very fun team, fun to watch, a lot of fast breaks, lobs, but we might not necessarily be good. I can see that. Mm-hmm. But, but granted, also... we haven't been good the last two years either, so... Yeah, but there were expectations of those years. Yes, that is that is true, very true. Uh, and then I can also see them being, you know, decent. And then I can see us. I really hope this doesn't happen, but I can see us, you know, shutting everyone down in like February and tanking to the bottom for like the fourteen, fifteen seed for another top pick. Again, I really hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it will, but I think it's definitely possible. And 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 something else I wanted to touch on here real quick. I'm deeply saddened by what happened, but um, obviously it's a business, so I get it. I, I I'm gonna do my best to make it to the Milwaukee game. I feel like I I you know that's the least that I can do is to make it to the Milwaukee game. But the the price hike and how fast those ticket prices went up is absolutely insane. Um, before I looked at them, like. I didn't look specifically at Milwaukee, but if you look at pretty much all the other games, they're like in the $20, $30, $40 range. And then the moment he went to Milwaukee, I went and looked, and they're already up to $150, up, up in the very tippy top. So, I mean... Hold on. 
You're getting tickets for forty dollars in Portland. The the not not like big games. Yeah, but like here in Toronto, like the worst team, the worst game on a weekday is like eighty, ninety bucks Let for like the can... worst seats. Let me see if I can find one here. That's a bad one. It's it's rough out here. Um, let's do this. Pay. Oh no, wait, that's that Pacers. Uh, yeah, I I was lucky enough to get both the tickets for both Bucks games. They're only two weeks apart for for Toronto, which is a little bit annoying, but you know it's fine. You ready for this? Price, so I'm happy with it. Tippy top, tippy top, uh, section, uh, for the Utah Jazz at Portland Trailblazers, nine dollars, twelve dollars. Wow. So, I mean, the, so look at the difference there. Nine, 12, 13. And granted, it's Utah. They're not a terrible team. They're not a good team. But, I mean, look at the difference there. And Did I get it. The worst team, the Wizards? Let me check the Wizards. So, so if you guys are planning on going to the game, it's, it's going to cost us some money. But, I mean, I feel like at this point, it, I have to be there. I, I mean, that's, that's been my, you know, for the last 10 years, that's, that's who's been the reason not the reason why I'm watching the Blazers, but like the it's Dame. And so I feel like I have to be there. So hopefully if you guys are gonna be there, we can all meet up. I'm I truly am planning on going. I know I've said that the last two years, but um with kids and everything not having a real reason because we weren't a great team, it just didn't I didn't feel like driving up there. So but this this is enough reason for me to drive up there. So I, I plan on going to that. And by plan I mean I'm probably gonna be there. But yeah. Go for it. Market, uh, Wizards tickets, the worst ones, not including standing only, fifty-five, which is you know it's not great, but it's but that's it's in okay. Canadian, right? Yeah, so maybe call it like forty or thirty-five. Yeah. U.S. But that's also Toronto. Toronto's a better yeah. Toronto's a better team though. So uh, yeah, the yeah, the, the price are. hike is definitely crazy, but it's understandable. I just wish that it. I get it. They want to make money, so I get it. Um, but let, let's move on. Let's. But we kind of. I was not planning on talking <laughs> about that. But <laughs> um, so I listened to. Unfortunately, I've only been able to listen to Joe Cronin's uh, media interview. So I wanted to talk on it a little bit, and essentially, pretty much all of it was about the Dame trade. Um, there was a little bit about the future, but it was pretty much all about the Dame trade. And I just wanted to point out a couple things. I want to give him props. You know, I haven't. I haven't been on the Cronin is a terrible, terrible GM, but I haven't also been like he's doing a good job either. So I need to give him props where where they're due. He did very good on this trade. And what he said in the interview, I mean, I feel like we're pretty good answers. He said he had to essentially put feelings aside and understand that, you know, as much as as much as Dame has meant to the Blazers and everybody like he has to understand that. He has to do what's best for the Blazers first and then Dame. So putting feelings aside, being patient, not giving in to Miami, even with Miami with Drew Holiday, because there was talks about Drew Holiday um, going to Miami. Uh, we, we, uh, I can't say enough good things about this trade. Um, I'm excited to see what he has in store, what do you know, what he has planned for us in the future. Um, I'm really excited to see this team. It's it's starting to come together pretty excitingly, and it's not something we've seen in a long time. So, uh, do you have anything on the Cronin interview? Um, I watched the Cronin one and like a couple of the others. I haven't gone through all of them so far. I honestly didn't find anything too notable, except for 
um, Malcolm Brogdon. I think you you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. But it sounds like he's going to be staying, but I don't know how much that means because I think I don't think he has many suitors right now because of his health. Like people want to make sure he's healthy before mm-hmm. trading for him. So that means no matter what, we're starting the season, and we can't start the season saying, "Oh yeah, like we'll be looking to trade him." I think like you have to say he's gonna be here around here for a while, and I think I'm actually trying. I think I wrote down the quote. I'm trying to find it, but I did hint like he's like he's probably not gonna be here long term. Um, I I didn't write down the full quote. I just wrote he said uh he, like with regards to Brogdon, they're open minded. So yeah, it sounds like. Yeah. We'll wait for a good trade. Um, I think they're hoping that he plays well and he's healthy to start the season, which I think it sounds like he is. Um, and then, you know, at the deadline, I'm sure a contender will want a guard for their bench or maybe even this, as a starter for Clippers. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the only really thing that stood out to me. Um, but for, you know, in general, I feel like for GMs on Media Day, it's all, everything should be taken with a grain of salt. They're all just trying to hype themselves up. Very it happened with, happen with Olshay, it happens with every GM around the league. So that's why, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, he's still he's still not on my good side, but I was one of the ones saying he's a, he's a very bad GM. I think I'm more neutral now. Um, I don't want him fired at all. Give him, you know, I think he's earned two years for me. We'll, we'll, we'll reevaluate in two years. I mean, there's definitely things I don't like about him. I do feel like he kind of lied to us. I feel like he kind of lied to Dame. Um, But at the same time, you can't also just blatantly go out and say, no, we're not trying to win. So, like, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Um, Granted, I think, I mean, he had a real chance at trying to do something, and maybe he did try, and, and I don't blame him. Like, seeing the trade return he got here, if he really did try and he, there was no trade worth that he thought was worth doing, then I understand that. Um, I think a lot of people think that he just didn't even try to make trades to get better. Um, but I mean that we'll never know. We'll never know if he really tried or not. Um, but like you said, I'm, I'm neutral on him. I've always kind of been neutral on him. Um, this definitely made me feel better about him. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy with what we got. I know I've said that probably 20 times, but I am excited. I really am excited to see what this team can do. The package worth being excited about. Yeah. And and this is the first time that I can be I can watch the Blazers without expectations of you know, we need to make the playoffs. Yes. We've got to make the playoffs and I can just enjoy watching even if it's bad basketball. I can just enjoy it because I don't have yeah. expectations of we should be making the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, great. That's awesome. Do I think we huge, will? Probably uh... not. A huge load off our shoulders, like no expectations. We just every win is bonus, you know. You're not expecting yep. anything. It's just let's just go out there and play. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. We're going to have a lot of fun highlights to watch, a lot of fun moments to watch. And Scoot's going to be exciting. Sharp's going to be exciting. Uh, Simon's is going to be exciting. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. So strap in, everybody, because it's going to be exciting. Um, I don't really have anything else off the top of my head that I that I wanted to talk about. Oh, oh actually, I take that back. One one little dig here, and and I mean this. I don't hate Miami. Like I don't dislike them. I don't dislike the players on their team. But Tyler Hero making the quote about the Blazers and all that stuff. Whatever. We didn't watch you in the first place, anyways. So, uh, but but second off, there was, uh, and this could just be fake. 
who knows? But there was a report that there was like multiple GMs that were so happy with Cronin that he did not trade anybody to Miami. Um, they were pleased with the fact that he didn't just do it to do it. So even if that's true, even some GMs are getting tired of the Pat Riley, just thinking he's entitled to whatever he wants all the time. I didn't see the second thing, but uh, about the hero, I actually love it. Uh, you know, I don't take it personally towards Portland. I think I just like love that competitive attitude. I wish more players had that these days, but you know, I have no, uh, I have no ill will towards Tal Hero. It's not like he no, was the one. Yeah, he's know. not wrong. We're we're not going to be a very good team. Like we're not going to be a great team. So he's not wrong, but also at the same time, he's probably kind of painted a target on himself for when they do play us. Um, but it's part of the game. He's going to probably have Thibault on him a lot. And and that'll be fun to watch. And, you know, I mean, to say that anyways, and, and truly, I don't care whether he, he like, I don't care about it. But when we were like, when the talk was, we're going to get Tyler Hero, but we're just going to send him off to another team anyways. Why does it matter? Like, why did, why are you so concerned about us? Like, we were already saying we weren't going to keep you, so. I don't know. It was, was kind of weird, but I truly don't. I don't. I don't care about it. I'm just happy. I'm still once again. I'm just happy we didn't trade Dame to Miami. Did you see? Did, I know. I know. Jimmy Butler does weird hairdos and stuff. But <laughs> did you see his new hairdo? Yeah, I did. I thought it was funny. Um, and the, and then all these people just saying like, "Oh, the Dame trade really got <laughs> got him in his feelings, and he's all emo now." It's it's pretty funny. Nope. That was the point, though. You know, he he's funny like that. He wanted people to to think that, I guess. He looks like a um, like Andre three thousand from a oh. Outcast. I... Yes, if you guys have not seen Jimmy Butler, go go check him out. He's got last year. He had those crazy long dreads. Remember those? Yeah, like crazy. I, like almost to the point. I was like, is that a wig? Like, there's no way that's his real hair. Um, I'm and... still not convinced it wasn't a wig. I think it had to be a wig. Like your hair doesn't grow yeah. that fast. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know how extensions work, but maybe that's what they were extensions. Um, but yeah. the the hair he's rocking now is hilarious, and he's got the little <laughs> nose piercing. It, it, he's I think he had lip piercings too. Oh, was it? A, maybe it was a lip piercing. Maybe no, that's what I think. They were both nose yeah. and lip. So if you guys haven't seen it, go look up Jimmy Butler because it is funny. It is very funny. Um, but I don't have anything else to talk about. Do you have anything? I have a couple minor things. Um, so the rest of the interviews, I think I saw I saw part of Chauncey Billups, but honestly, <laughs> I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but he's a very boring interviewer. I couldn't, you know, I could have sit yeah, through all 24, 25 minutes of it. I got the tidbit I was looking for, which was if there's any thoughts on who's going to start between Scoot, Sharp, and uh, Simons, and, you know, what I expected, he basically said, he basically said, like, you know, training camp, they can all fight for it. They can all earn whatever they, you know, however they play. Um, so that was one thing I was looking for. And then I also saw Ants, Jeremy Grant, and I think I had just started Sharp. But I don't think I saw anything too uh, too noteworthy except for Jeremy Grant said. So first he was asked if he thinks he can play the three, and he said, yeah. And then he also mentioned that. I don't think he said who, but he said someone on the team had asked him how comfortable he is playing at the three. So it seems like maybe they're either considering starting him there or they were going to play a lot of lineups with him at the three. So that, With Jeremy uh, Grant uh, at the three? Yeah. Or at least hmm. they're thinking about it. That's interesting. 
So then um, that means they would probably be starting Robert Williams at four. If if would, that's the case, you know, they could just be thinking about like bench lineups where he plays the three. I, it doesn't necessarily have to be starting. I still like I I don't know. I still just don't feel like we should have Scoot, Simons, and Sharp. Like I feel like Simons is the odd person out. Like I just I want Sharp to play the two. I don't want Sharp to play the three. And I think I, I think all three of them need to start. So it's like, how do you start all three of them? I agree that I would want Simons to be the odd one out, but I think you know he, since he is the vet, I think he has to start. But it comes down to either Scoot or Shaden, and I'm thinking it'll probably go to Scoot and Shaden comes off the bench rather than that's, playing the yeah, three. That's what I'm thinking as well. Maybe like Matisse will start at three, but. You know, I want to see as much scoot and sharp minutes at the one and two as possible. That's that's the yeah. I mean, I just essentially want scoot and sharp to get as much exposure and playing time at the natural positions they should be playing at. Um, and do I think sharp can play the three? Sure, he can at for spot minutes. He doesn't need to be starting at the three and that be his primary, you know, minutes. So. And I know I've been on this. We should move from Simons for a while now. And it's not because I don't. And I've said it a thousand times. It's not because I don't like him or think he's not good. It just at this point, the fit doesn't make sense. And it's not because he's young still. So it's not like it's because he's old or something. I just we were so loaded. We're guard heavy with three good guards. And I just don't. I hate I hated what we did with Norman Powell. And I hate what we're going to do with Sharp if we're going to play him at the. three. I hope we don't. Continue with your points. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there. Honestly, I don't remember what my point was. <laughs> I ruined it. I ruined it. Um, but while you were talking, I did remember one other thing uh, uh, Chauncey said. It was that, or it wasn't like one thing, but in general, he seemed very excited, <laughs> relatively, uh, about the lineup. I think even uh, Cronin talked about a little bit how they kind of built the team towards what Chauncey wants to see like and what he thinks his strengths are so he hasn't been very impressive in the first two years two or three i think two first two years but uh it sounds like he has the team that he thinks he can do the most with so we'll see how how this season is how the players grow by the end of the season so this i I think this will be his make or break year for me for chauncey for chauncey yeah, I mean, there are some people that think if we're cleaning house that he should go. But I, honestly, at this point, I think the roster now is more fit for him than it has been in the past. So I am excited to see what he can do. We definitely have more defensive minded players, more um, people with the willingness to play defense. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can come up with. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And we move on. Mm hmm. And he he's got what two more years after this year? Because didn't we do five uh, years with him? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. so he's still got three years altogether. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So this probably yeah he probably won't be fired no matter what after this year. I think he'll probably get at least four. Yeah. All right. One last thing before we wrap this up, very quickly. Um, I don't think we talked about it last time, but. Dame dropped his uh, not the song, but like the written farewell. Mm, yes, yes, yes. That I liked a lot. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of got it kind of touched me a little bit. I thought it was very well written. 
um, you know, we didn't really, like both of us, we never really had any ill will towards him at all, but I, th I think even some of the people that were a little bit annoyed by it, like the whole drama, after reading it, you know, everything was good, they were all just like reminiscing about the good times together, and one quote really stood out to me, I just want to read that really quickly, it is, he was just like, um, I think this was like near the end or at the very end, it's like, I do believe a day will come where I put Blazer's uniform on again, and hopefully by then I'll be forgiven for breaking your hearts along with my own. And I thought, you know, that was yep. like, all right, like right in the fields. Yep. And, and he, and I, I mean, I don't know him personally, right? None of us do. But I 1 million percent believe he means that. Like, he was not happy that he he did that this it came to this like he he wanted to stay here um i i even think you know watching some of the bucks videos of him you know getting there and walking in and looking at his jersey like it to me it still looked like it didn't set in like damn i really am not here anymore and like this is so different and and now i'm sure he's happy he's sitting there with Giannis and everybody and i'm sure he's happy and but i mean that that what you just said it, it's it's perfect. He he couldn't have ended that any better. So if you guys haven't read read that, I highly suggest you guys go read it. He thanks a lot of people, a lot of people that even the people that he thanked did not expect to get thanked in a you know yeah. in a personal letter. So um, Dane yeah, that, cares. That actually stood out to me too. The, uh, I know you're talking about the uh, the reporter segment. Yeah, and I thought that was really like really nice and really genuine because he, the gist of it was he was thanking them he's like i understand like you guys are just doing your job even if we might have had like little riffs throughout the years like it's all good you know like he he just thanked them so i thought that was really uh it was really i guess like sweet <laughs> but everyone else that he thanked i think they know how much he appreciates them but i think the reporters mm -hmm. sean Heike tweeted about it I, i'm sure some other people did as well but he was like i was just not expecting that at all so i think that's that was a nice touch. Yeah, I mean, you usually when you see these farewell letters from big players, it's like thanking the city, thanking his teammates, you know, thanking a couple people. But I mean, Dame had like multiple, multiple people he was thanking that you, you didn't even like names I didn't even recognize. And it's yeah, like, so I mean, he he cared. He he cares still. And and it, without a doubt, no question in my mind. Before his career is over, he will be back in a blazer uniform. Um, and that will be very exciting, even if it's just to be in a blazer uniform. Like, I don't care. Not at all. Um, it sucks to see him go, but I'm actually very excited for him and happy for him. And I know we talked about it last podcast, so I won't even get into it. But uh, it was a very good letter. And like you said, um, I think a lot of people that were on the fence about him. I think that kind of helped sway them to, you know, understand what was happening. And, and like you said, that last little line there was one of the best lines he probably could have put out there. So uh, very good. Very good on you, Dame. Except for you forgot to mention us. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't get his text? He texted me privately. Oh, that, I did have a missed call. Maybe that's who it was. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay. Well, you have nothing, anything else? Nope, it's officially okay. the end of the Dame era, start of the next era. It is over, the scoot and sharp. Scoot and sharp.
sounds like uh, some some cheese or something scooting shark. Um, all right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. I hope you guys are as excited as we are for this upcoming season. Um, some exciting stuff is is going to happen here. So uh, other than that, thanks for listening. And as always, Rip City, baby.